Hey, what's up, guys? This is your boy, Dante Stevie J. Collins. And welcome to another episode of my podcast, The Dante Stevie J. Collins Show. Um, I hope everybody's having a good night. It's a great Friday night, good weather. I can feel that winter weather coming. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just hope everybody having a good day, you know, good night, making it, you know, doing their thing. You know, just having fun. Um, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Shit, I can say month and a half for your boy. Um, I'm just like y'all. I go through shit. You know, I go through storms. You know, God put me, but you no, know, God put me through tests and everything like that. So. Last episode, you know, we you know, I talked about um OnlyFans uh canceling pornography <laughs> and everything and I was really going on a rant. But um during that week um I found out that my family had got COVID. And you know, this this COVID shit been going on for a long time. You know, it's been going on almost a year, almost two years now. So COVID has been very rough on everybody. Um, but yeah, I found out my parent, my parents, and my 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 okay, my whole family got it, but my second brother got it like a few months back, but he was good. But my parents got it, and my little, my baby brother got it, like, you know, got it like two months ago, and, you know, they didn't tell nobody until, you know, it got bad. But um, before I made the episode, my brother called, my little brother called me, I got two brothers, he called me and said that, you know, hey, mom and dad, and you know, little brother got, baby brother got COVID. So I'm like, damn, you know, I said, damn. So let me go ahead and call these, you know, call these people. So I called my mom. No, I called my mom first and then she, she didn't answer the phone. So I called my baby brother. He answered the phone and he looked bad, y'all. Like he looked like he just, you know, got out of, of a damn heavyweight fight. And I, you know, we're asking them questions and everything. And you know, he was like, yeah, you know, we good, we good. But, you know, dad's in the hospital. So, you know, I called my dad and we talked for like 45 minutes. And, you know, you know, man, I'm asking questions. I'm like, you okay, man? How you feel? How does it feel? You know, I'm just asking all the questions because me, I never got COVID before. So I'm just asking questions and my dad, you know, he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll be okay, man. And, you know, this and that, this and that. I mean, I ain't going to tell you what we all talked about, but we, we talked for four to five minutes. You know, me and my dad, we always talk on the phone, you know, about anything. If I'm having problems, if I'm going through some shit, you know, I always call my dad and always talk to him. So, um, you know, we hung up the phone. I said, love you, man. Love you too, man. And, you know, I'm thinking everything will be good. So my mom finally called me back. And she's in the bed, and she looks bad. And, you know, everything is just... And me, I'm thinking everything's going to be fine. Because, you know, my 
I talked to my people. It was all good. I mean, it was not good, but I'm saying, but it was getting over the COVID. So fast, see, when I found out my people got COVID was like in the beginning of August. So after I talked to my people and everything, okay, cool. So my mom shoots me a text and saying that your dad um, is on the, on the vent, on the ventilator. So when you hear ventilator and all that shit, I don't give look, I don't give a fuck who you are. You're gonna it's gonna it's gonna scare you. So I caught my dad, he picked up the phone. Then my, then the next day my mom texted me and said that your dad was having trouble breathing and stuff like that. And he's sedated. So he's asleep. So when I heard that word sedated then I stopped, you know, I, a lot of thoughts was, was, was going through my head, you know, and um, a few days passed. And then my mom, you know, we have a group chat. My mom, she texted and said, hey, are y'all busy? And, you know, I'm like, nah, I'm playing a game. Little brother, I think he was with his girlfriend and stuff like that. So, um, mama calls us and says that, I mean, it was right on the wall, but the way my mom was talking and stuff like that, like reality set in like, damn. So we did, we did a virtual call with my dad and, um, Basically, we had to say our last words to him. And um, it, it was very difficult. Like, it, it was very difficult, man. It, it was... I think that was the most difficult FaceTime call I had in my whole life. Um, You know, we all said our peace to him. Me, I was so in, in denial. I was like, keep fighting, Dad. Like, seeing my dad with them tubes in his face and down his throat and everything like that, like, I thought, I never thought I'd see that in my whole life. Like, I never thought that I would see, like, I, like, I never thought I would see this day come. Like, y'all y'all don't understand. Like, if you never lost a parent, you, you will understand. But if you lost a parent... Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, just seeing them with them two struggling, struggling to breathe and everything on the vent and everything and how the nurse is looking. And it was just right in the wall like my dad was from the past, was, was going to pass away. Um, You know, seeing my mom and my brother cry, me, I had to be the strong one. You know, seeing them cry, it really, it really hurt, hurt me to my heart. And then seeing my dad struggling to breathe, fight for his life, there's nothing we can do about it. It just really hit me, like it hit me like in a in a crazy way. Um, and then my mom, you know, my mom asked the nurse on Facetime. She was like, you know, any changes? And the nurse. To me, the nurse, it seemed like the nurse, like, no, it's not. Like, you know, you know how you know how nurses are. 
they got that look when you know that something's going to, you know, something's going to happen. So when I, after we got the phone, you know, after, no, after we got done saying our stuff to my dad, you know, seeing him cry, like, I felt like, I felt like he could hear us, man, because he started crying. Like, he opened his eyes a little bit, and then some tears came out. Like, I know he could hear us talking to him. But after that, my mom said her peace to us and just keep praying and stuff. She told me, me and my brother pray and everything. And that night, I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't. Um, I couldn't. Like, I tried to go to sleep, but my mind was all fucked up that night after seeing him in that bed and with the tubes down his throat. And then um, I got I went to work, and it just felt like an off day. It felt like, you know, it felt off. So I was walking to the cafeteria, and I got that call that my dad passed away from COVID. And when I heard passed away, when I heard Big Malk, your dad, Big Malk, passed away, like a whole sharp pain went through my body. Like I felt, I just felt like, I don't know. I felt like I was numb to it. Like I was like, damn, like. <sighs> and I got that call from my uncle and said that your dad passed away 15 minutes ago. Like it just really hurt me, man. It really hurt me. It it really did because that shit. I'm sorry, guys. It's just I'm still in disbelief that my dad is gone. It's just when I got that call, man. I I didn't know I didn't know what to do. You know my my people there in Florida, man. I'm in South Carolina, so I I don't I don't have no family in South Carolina. So it was like, damn, like, who could I talk to? Who could I, you know? Um, yeah. If y'all know my dad, Malcolm Hoven, man, y'all know my dad was a real nigga. He didn't play that shit. He didn't play no games. He came from the slums. Like, if you know my dad, you know my dad, man. Um... I never thought that I'd lose my dad this early in my life. You know, I'm still, I'm still in, you know, in disbelief. It's, it, like, for real, like, it feels like I'm in a dream. It feels like, like, for real, like, I feel like my dad is, is still alive, but in reality, he's dead. But it's just like, damn, like, I never thought this day would come this fast. I'm thinking when I'm like freaking 50, 60, my dad like 90 or something, you know, you know, shit in his drawers and shit like that. You know, shit, you know, us kids, we don't, we don't think about our parents, you know, dying early in our life, you know, and him dying is just, it, it changes my aspect on life. It changes how I think. It changes how like I go about life now. 
Because he my Big Mouth, he always told me. He always told me life is short. And do something. He always told me life is short. Make sure when you leave this earth, you leave a legacy. And as a little kid, you know, whatever, dad, whatever, dad. And then the older I got, I started listening. Like, it's just, man, it's crazy, man. I, I just can't believe it, man. <sighs> but I'm going to tell you a little bit about my dad, man. No, I don't tell you a lot about my dad. Um, Malcolm Hoven, man. <sighs> Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm. The words to describe Malcolm Holman is strong, <laughs> strong-minded, ambition, a hustler, a grinder, a fighter. <laughs> like, my dad was that nigga, man. Even look, even though, even though I didn't come out of his nutsack, Bitmout treated me like I was his own son. This nigga met my mom when they was all young and everything, and my mom told him, "Hey, I have a son." And you know, shit. Most niggas, if a girl got a, a kid. And nigga, and nigga ain't even be a stepdaddy. I know, I mean, I got a son now, but if a girl told me she had a kid, oh, I ain't fucking with her, but my dad filled in my sperm donor's shoes. Yeah, and a lot of niggas can't do that. That mouth took me under his wing. And the crazy thing about it was, I always thought Big Mouth was my real dad. I remember one time when I was young, I used to have like bad inter- ear infections and stuff. Like, <laughs> like y'all, but my ear infections was bad. Like, that shit, like, my ear infections was bad. So, they, they, my mom and dad took me to the hospital. Uh, I think it was uh, Memorial Hospital. And um, the doctor was asking Bitmount questions. He was like, this and that, uh-huh, this and that, this and that. And she said, are you Dante's stepdad? He said, yeah. And remember, I'm like in the, mm, I'm in like in the first, second grade. So when the, the, the nurse asked him, is your Dante's stepdad? He said, yeah. I mean, I look, I gave Bitmout the Gary Coleman fucking look. Like, what you talking about, Bitmout? Like, what you talking about, Willis? But... So, I was curious. So, we got home. I said, uh, Mama and Big Mouth, you my stepdad? He said, yeah. And I was hurt. I was, I was devastated, man. I was like, damn, I thought the whole time I can't, you know, I came from you. Like, I, you know, I came out your nutsack. Like, you know, it's, I, I was hurt. <laughs> but my mom explained to me what happened back in the day and how my sperm journal wasn't wasn't shit and this and that so bitmouth was uh, he uh, he always been my dad he always been my dad he took care of me he put the football in my hands he 
put shit. Matter of fact, he put sports in my fucking hands. Like without Big Mouth, man, I would look. I wouldn't have played sports. Oh shit! If you're gonna be frank, I wouldn't have played sports. But that man, that man made me into the player I was. He made me hard. Look, <laughs> I can go all day with this, but that man put a the first sport he put in my hands was fucking baseball. Before I was a football player, I was good at baseball. I mean, shit, you go to my damn freaking parents' house, see all them baseball trophies and stuff. I was that nigga in baseball. I was like Jackie Robinson. Like, really, I, I was that nigga in, in baseball. Like, don't get it twisted. But that nigga put a baseball in my hand. And then the next was football. And, you know, then after that, basketball and then boxing. But. I mean, I found boxing on my own, but that nigga put sport. He he gave me the love of sports, man. Like if you if you know me personally, like you know I love sports to the fucking core. Like especially you know basketball, football, especially. But um, I remember, man, that one. I remember, um, as a kid. <clears throat> We used to go to the Jaguar games <laughs> before I became a, a Dallas Cowboys fan. We used to go to the Jaguars uh, games and everything. At this, at this time, it was Mark Burnell, Fred Taylor, um, Jimmy Smith, all them. That, when the Jacksonville Jaguars was really good. And um, I remember uh, my dumbass asked my dad. I said, uh, hey, Big Mouth. Hey, when I get older, I want to sign up for NFL. <laughs> he told me, nigga, you got to go to college. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to get drafted. You just can't sign up. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so um, after that, at the time, but at the time we went to the Jaguar games, I wasn't playing football. So one day, me and him, I think me and him watching uh, a football game, and he was like, hey, Dante. You ever thought about playing football? I said, yeah, but, you know, I'm scared. He said, you can't be scared now. You got pads. You know, they, they protect you. So um, I remember he came. I remember he picked me up from school, and he had a lot of money on him and stuff. He had, like, you know, some paperwork and stuff like that. And I was like, what's that? He said, I'm going to sign you for football. And the first thing he fucking said was, do not waste my motherfucking money. <laughs> So, I remember the first time he, you know, he took me to buy my football cleats and stuff, mouthpiece, um, you know, football pants and stuff. And um, I remember he was like, you know, you know, at the time, Jacksonville, we had Sports Authority. We didn't have Dick Sporting Goods. We had Sports Authority. So... I remember the mouthpiece he first bought me. He bought me the um the shot doctor mouthpiece. If you don't know about the shot doctor mouthpiece, that shit is when it basically it, it basically it like it reduces concussions. So he bought me that, and then he bought me some like some nice ass Nike cleats. He the main reason why I love Nike to this damn day. But he bought me some Nike cleats, and um 
I remember going out there. I remember going out there. He signed the fr- the first team I played for was pop was um Pine Forest. So I remember he signed me up there and everything. And you know, the first day of practice, we was running and stuff. And at this time, I was chunky. Yeah, I was like big as fuck. Like I was like fat as fuck. So I remember we had to run. We had to you know do a lot of crazy ass shit, bear crawls, crabbing. And the one thing I hate about football, I hate crabbing. <laughs> Crabbing is when you crawl on the ground with all that fucking equipment, and they want you to crawl in different directions and shit like that. So I remember um, I was slacking. You know, I was kind of like half-assing out there. And I remember my dad, man, he cussed my ass out. And uh, I remember he said, hey, Tay, come here. So I went over there, right? I went ran to him. Like, all the parents was on the sideline. And he cussed my ass out. He cu- I mean, he cussed my ass out. <laughs> So, um, you know, I'm crying and stuff like that. And he still cussed me out. He said, hey, nigga, Dante, you better run, Tay. You better run. You say, you better run. <laughs> hey, you, you better say like a little girl, like a little hoe. Like, you know, I'm just, you finna bash me out. Like, you know, he just cussed my ass out. So, I remember, the, I remember the first day we was in pads. I remember. Like, it was yesterday. And um, I was, look. When I, my first year playing football, I was scary as fuck. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was scary as fuck. So I remember um, we was doing Oklahoma's. No, no, we was doing hamburgers. Hamburgers when you lay down, you lay down on the ground, two players on the ground, one got the ball, one is the one is the defensive player, and you get up off the ground as fast as you can, and you try to run a person over, or the person tackling each other, pop your ass. So I remember I was tackling the boy, and the boy ran me over. So, look, y'all, he ran me over so fucking bad that I didn't want to get up. So, we getting up, and my my dad telling the coach, he said, hey, uh, let that nigga do it again until, until he tackled his ass. Y'all, I got ran over like 10 straight times. <laughs> and then the after the, the last time my dad got tired of it, so he grabbed it from the face mask, he said, hey, nigga, pop his ass, pop his ass. Knock him, knock him on his ass. <laughs> so he said, so he smacked me in my head. Like he smacked me, you know, he had a helmet on. He smacked me in my head. And I was so mad, y'all. Like I was so mad. So I got, you know, I, you know, we, I, like we did the drill again. And I popped the boy and he was so happy. He was so hype, y'all. Like he picked me up and everything. He was all swinging me everywhere and everything like a damn rag doll. Like he was just fucking happy. So, um, unfortunately, my first year playing football, I you know, I quit. <laughs> I couldn't do it no more. So, um, my dad, he was upset, but he, he, he never, like, really, like, I mean, he cussed me out for quitting, but it was to a point where he didn't care. He was like, well, if, you, if you're going to be a punk and everything like that, that's on you. So, um, fast forward two more, two years later. And I came to my dad and said, hey, Big Mouth, I want to play football again. He said, hey, man, I ain't going to waste $150 on this shit. If you don't want to do this shit, don't waste my money, bro. I said, Big Mouth, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. So he signed, up, he signed me up for Arlington. AFA. Uh, Arlington Football Association. And I was I was doing good, you know. 
And it was one it was one boy named A Train. He kept on running me over. So we got in the car. After practice, we got in the car. We drove. And I said, hey, if, hey, you better go hit up with A Train again. And y'all, I, I was scared of A Train. A Train was a big ass nigga. He was big as fuck. He can run people over and shit. That nigga was big. That nigga was, that nigga was big. <laughs> so, um, So the next day at practice, we doing hitting drills. Here comes my dad, Big Mount. Hey, Coach Edwards, make my son go up with A Train. Y'all, I was scared in a fucking bitch. And I remember my dad yelling from the fucking fence Dante, fuck that nigga up. Lay that nigga ass out. If you don't, I'm on your ass, nigga. So. I got upset, and I pop A-Train. Like, it just, man, my dad made me into one. My dad made me into an animal on a football field. Man, and then I played for a few years. It was some games I was half-assing, and my dad would tell me, bring your ass over here, you know, during the game. He cuss me out and get me motivated, and now I do good in the game. Um, that's why when I came in high school, um, I knew, I, shit, I knew my, where my skills was at. I was confident. I remember, um, my JV year, I made varsity and my dad was so happy. Like he was proud of me. And, um, I remember he went to my first, my first varsity game. See, after JV, my team season ended because everybody quit. So the week we tried out for, uh, JV, uh, for varsity, that was um homecoming against um Bishop Kenny. And um I only played special teams. And I remember I t- I remember telling my uh, dad after the game, I was like, Hey, I'm gonna quit. He said, For what, nigga, for what? I was like, Because man, I'm not gonna waste my time. I'm a star, man. Like, I'm riding the bench, man. He said, Tay, just stick it out, bro. You're gonna start, bro. Trust me, you're gonna start, man. He sees something in you, man. If you're on special teams, he sees something in you. Man, look, y'all, I was not trying to hear that shit. I'm like, man, whatever, man. He just want me as a damn body out there. So, um, we came back to practice that um, following week. And I remember um, I remember a coach was calling out, you know, who's going to be on first team defense, you know, starting for the week. And I remember, you know, they called first team offense. And then my coach Coach Tackett, shout out Coach Tackett. He said, y'all, he said, all right, I'm going to call out starting defense. You know, he said the other lineman name, he said linebackers. He said, oh, you know, Jared, oh, Rashad, uh, Collins. When the coach said Collins, I said, wow. Like, my dad was right. Like, I was going to (laughs) start. So... You know, my dad was always there, man, for me, man, through all my sporting events. You know, y'all know my dad. You know, if you see, I never told y'all our family business, but my dad, you know, he was there every step of the way, man. And my dad, he, growing up, you know, he battled with kidney problems, with kidney failure. I remember, man, my dad, I think he had like three transplants, man. And, and, and those were dark times, but my dad, Y'all understand what my dad did, man. He'd do dialysis through the whole day, go to my damn game, 
and work at Walmart overnight. Like, name me some people that can do that. The houses take a lot out of you. If you if you know anybody that's on dialysis, y'all know how it is. My dad, let me say it again. My dad would do dialysis early in the fucking morning for like four, shit, almost four to five hours. Go home, sleep a little bit. And then wake up around 5, 6 o'clock and then go to my games at, at 8 o'clock and then go to work night shift at Walmart. He did that shit for at least, man, he did that shit probably <laughs> all my time in high school. All my time in, in elementary school, middle school, and high school. And my dad never gave up. Like my dad went. I remember me and my me and my little brother. We always had to go to Dallas Clinton with my dad. We you know we would sit in the lobby and he'd be in there for like four five hours. Like my dad, my dad went through it, y'all. Me me and my family we went through it. My dad was a fucking fighter, bro. Like y'all understand what I seen this man do. The miss this what this man is this what this man did. I don't see nobody else doing. I don't see nobody else doing. I remember y'all tell me, he said, Tay, if I start doing the dialysis thing, I'm gonna fucking die. This one day I asked him, I said, Dad, why why do you uh go to dialysis? You know, why you be in there for a long time? He said, Dad, hey, if I don't go, I die. I need the fluids to my kidneys. I remember he I remember he said all the time, people were going, you know, had kid, kidney problems and they start going, they die next week. He said, Tay, I got, I got, he said, look, I got your mama. I got you and your two brothers, man. I got to take care of y'all. And, you know, I, I never understood that until I got older. Like, my dad then went, been, been through it, man. He he is a fucking, look, him died from COVID. He fought to the, he fought to the end. He fought to the end. Like, he fought to the fucking end. Like, my, like I said before, my whole fucking life, that nigga has been a fighter. Nigga had three kidney transplants. My dad never folded, man. Three kidney transplants? You... Look, my dad had look, my dad was on the Mayo Clinic waiting list for almost four or five years until he got a new fucking kidney. Can you imagine you being a fucking dialysis patient and your doctor say, Well, you on the Mayo you know, you on the transplant list, but you gotta find a match. Or we gotta or you gotta wait a few more years. Like that's a long look. I look, I don't know too many people that would even would last that long. My dad always kept faith. He always prayed. He always like he always. They said, "Hey, Malcolm, you gotta uh, you gotta uh, lose forty pounds to be on the, you know to get the uh, transplant." My dad lost that weight so damn fast. My dad started eating right. My dad stopped you know working out. My dad started doing the right things. My dad started smoking blacks. He started like he started like. You understand, y'all. 
all the stuff I seen this man do and and go through. He look, he made anything possible, bro. Like he made anything possible. Man, yeah, I don't understand. But you know, every time he had the transplants, my dad was good, and the kidney would go bad, and then he gonna get another transplant. Like I swear, my dad had so many cuts in them from transplants, and damn, getting you know dialysis and everything. You thought my my dad was a damn MMA fighter, but. You know, seeing that, man, and, you know, what he done. And then on top of that, he was a good father, man. He made sure we had good shoes, good clothes. I mean, I ain't talking about no USPH. I'm talking about, like, Polo, Nike, Jordans. Like, he made sure we came, we went to school fresh. We never, shit, we never went a day without wearing the same clothes every working week. Christmases, he made sure we was good. Christmases, Thanksgiving, New Year, like he made sure we was good. Like, shit, he was, look, he the one taught me how to fucking drive. Actually, he didn't teach me how to drive. He just said, hey, drive. <laughs> I remember the first time I drove with him. I drove, at the time I was at my auntie in Arlington. And we lived across town. So, you know, you know, Jacksonville, we got so many bridges and stuff like that. So, um, um, I remember, you know, every every school week I was, you know, went to my auntie's house to go because I, my school was on a, by our house on the south side of Arlington. So I remember one day um, I packing my clothes up in there, packing the car up. And my dad, he walked in the room. He was like, hey, Tay, here. He passed me the keys. I'm like, uh, what you gave me the keys for? He said, nigga, you finna drive. <laughs> I said, huh? He said, nigga, you finna drive. So, y'all, I swear to God, I thought I, I thought I shit my damn pants. So, um, <laughs> we get in the car. I'm nervous, shaking and everything. I'm, sh- look, I'm shaking like a damn, a damn uh, stripper. I remember he was like, "Hey Tay, relax. Don't get us killed." <laughs> I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, we start driving. I, y'all, I'm nervous, y'all. Like, I'm I'm driving all stiff and everything. He said, hey, Tate, relax, bro. Relax, man, relax. I'm like, oh, I am relaxed. He said, no, nigga, you shaking. You you all sitting like a point dexter and shit. Nigga, relax. So I, I relaxed. Yeah, I, I drove. I drove. Um, I drove. <laughs> All the way from Orange Park to Arlington. And that was the most scariest drive. And on top of that, I asked him, I said, you want me to take the uh, the, the, uh, the main road? He said, no, nigga, take the highway. I said, oh, Lord. And look, it's my first time driving on the highway. Y'all, I, man, I was so fucking nervous. So we drove, we driving and stuff. And apparently he recorded me. Said he recorded me, and he sent the video to my mama. And um, I, I met. Hey, you see, I'm talking. Look, you see, I'm talking to y'all now. We made it. <laughs> we made it to the damn my destination. But um, 
Man, he taught me how to drive. Uh, I shit. I remember uh when I had, when I went to driver's ed and everything. Um, I see. I didn't take the road. I didn't take the road test at driver's ed. I, I took the written test. So um, my mom, she took. So when I was getting my license, my mom, um, my senior year, uh, my mom took me to DMV, and I always felt the DMV. You know, every time. My mama took me. I think I felt the DMV like two times, the driving test two times at DMV. So the one time my dad takes me, the one time my dad takes me, the first thing he said before I took the test, Tay, nigga, you better pass. It's okay. <laughs> and guess what, y'all? I passed the fucking driving test with a fucking uh, 90. I don't know. My dad, he always, he always had that power. He always knew how to motivate me in different ways. Um, another situation was when, another one, another story I got for y'all was when I took the FCAT. Um, you know, y'all, y'all know I felt the FCAT my senior year. So, guys, me, I graduated. Like a 2.8, 2.9. So I remember I went to my dad. I said, man, I, I think I took the FCAT two times and I couldn't pass it. So I gave, I was like, oh, guys, I'm going to give up. So I told my dad, I said, I think I, I think I'm going to get my GED. He was like, what, nigga? I said, yeah, I'm get my GED. He said, why you going to get your GED? I said, because the FCAT too hard. I can't do it. So I was going to get my GED and move on with life. Do you know this nigga? This nigga told me to go outside. He he basically cussed me out. He said, "Why the fuck you gonna get a GED? You passed all your classes in high school, nigga. Go." He said, "Nigga, swallow your pride. Go that go back to fucking Terry Parker High School and take that motherfucking test." I said, "But bet mount man, they gonna be laughing at me. Coaches gonna be laughing at me. Kids gonna be laughing. Man, fuck." He said, "Look, he cut me out. He said, man, fuck them. Man, fuck them, man." Fuck them niggas, man. Like, man, you shouldn't care what a nigga think about of you and shit. Nigga, fuck them niggas, man. Like, if I did said the effort like a billion times. So, I remember that day when I passed the FCAT. I remember when I took the FCAT that day. Before I left. It's like, I, see, the test was like 7, no, 8, 8 o'clock, 8.30. So, before I left the house, my dad said, hey, Tay. So, yes, sir. You said Nigga, relax and pass the motherfucking test. I said, all right, all right, I, I passed the test. So I went to the FCAT. Matter of fact, before I left, anyway, he said, relax. He said, Dante, drive by Justina, drive by Fort Carolina, and see where you come from. And just think about everything. And just drive by the old hood, drive by the old schools, Justina and Fort Carolina Middle. And just think about it, and then go to school and and take and go to the school take the test. So that's what I did. When I got off the highway, I I drove by the old house on Justina, twenty eight twelve, Justina Road, on the corner by Good Goodyear. I drove by the house, looked at the house, thought about the memories. Then I drove to Justina, thought about the memories there. Then I drove to um, Fort Carolina Middle, parked myself by the you know by the football field. Just looked at school 
And then I went to the school. I went to my high school and took the FCAT and I passed it. But but then again, but no, I was scared. See, when you when you take the test, you don't know you pass or not. So you got to wait to the, 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 the you got to wait basically for the results. So um, a few weeks passed. And uh, my dad said, hey, I called the school. They said, go up there to check your uh, test scores. I said, okay. So my dad, he drove me to the damn Parker. And he was like, hey, man, go in there and find out you passed the test or not. I said, all right. So I walk, I walk in the school. I walk in the uh, main office. I said, hey, I'm Dante. Like, hey, Dante. No, everybody should know me. Hey, Dante. Hey, Dante. You, are you trying to look for your FCAT scores? I said, yes. So I went to Ms. McLeese's office. She said, hey, Dante, how you doing? I said, yeah, I'm just checking my uh, my uh, FCAT scores. She said, oh, okay, let me see, Dante Collins. You got a five. I said, yes. Like, I, I was so happy. As soon as I got my diploma, um, I went. To, I ran back to the car. I said, I passed, baby. And my dad gave me one of the most hardest-ass fucking handshakes and hugs of my whole damn life. Man, y'all, my dad was so proud of me, man. He was calling everybody. My son got his diploma, this and that. Like, my dad was proud of me, man. And then he said, now it's time for you to go to college, play football, and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I had to look for colleges and everything. And, you know, when I got my first, when I got accepted into college, Man, my dad called me, man. He called like my dad never really cried like that. But when he called me, man, you know, he said he said cute like you he, he cried like he was he okay look, y'all I'm gonna do his voice, don't laugh at me. He called me right, I'm at work. This is when I worked at Hampton Inn. I was a uh what do you call it? A houseman. I basically all clean up shit. He called me. So he called me, I'm like, hello? He looked <laughs> Hey, I said, what's wrong with you, man? You good, man? Like, I'm thinking somebody died. I'm thinking, you know, somebody got hurt. He said, Tay. I said, what? He said, man, I got the letter from Benedict. And I was like, whoa, I'm, I must I mustn't get accepted then. You know, I'm thinking something about me. I'm a negative person. He said, Tay, you've been accepted at Benedict College. My nigga, you going to college, my nigga? <laughs> and then, man... That shit was crazy. My dad was crying. He was so proud of me, man. He was so proud of me. Uh, he was so proud of me, man. That was, you know, that was an emotional uh, phone call. And he was so happy, man. That nigga, that nigga drove up there to my job across town and gave me, like, a, a hug and everything. Like, my dad was proud of me, man. Like, the one thing about my dad, when he was proud of me, man, that nigga was proud of me. So I remember, man, he dropped me off to college and everything, man. We gave each other a hug and everything, made my parents... And, you know, I started crying when they left me in college. You know, I was so easy. I was so ready for them to get out the house. Get, get, I already got the house and everything. But once my dad and mom, you know, kind of left me in college, it, it, everything hit me. But, man, my dad, man, I can talk all day about memories, man. My dad always had my back. He I, Look, he was always on my ass, man. Like, if I'm fucking up. You know, shit, he let me know, man. Like, my dad, 
he he give you he she, look he she look he will shoot you to one hundred man like my daddy play around man if you ask for advice, Bim out will give you straight facts. It's probably some shit you don't want to hear, but you need people like that. My dad always tell me he said fuck a role model. He said get a real model, so I'm gonna be real with you. Like my dad was he was real man. He was a real ass nigga man. That, I mean I wish, man, I wish real niggas some live twice man. Cause my my dad, <laughs> my dad was a real ass nigga, man. And if you when people when people meet me and everything, like damn Dante boy, you a real ass nigga. Why you a real ass nigga? I said because my dad was a real ass nigga. Like my dad, man, my dad put me on shit. I remember, man, this how real my dad was. I remember um, at the time, my grandma, my great-grandma died in a house fire. Her kerosene heater had, you know, blew up the house, and she got burnt alive. She got burnt in the leg, but she got smoke killed her. So um, when this happened, I, had, I think I had to have been, like, in second, third grade. Third grade? Yeah, third grade. <laughs> so me, I never seen a funeral home before. Or ain't nobody in a coffin and stuff like that. So, um, you know, the funeral home was in the hood. I think it was over there on Mount Creek, not Mount Creek, uh, Murder Avenue. If y'all don't know about Murder Avenue, and you know, Murder Avenue is that everybody down Murder Avenue <laughs> for real. Like people get killed in the Murder Avenue. So, um, the funeral home was in Murder Avenue, and um. You know, from the outside, you know, funeral homes don't look scary. They don't, you know, they don't look scary nothing. So, we all standing outside, you know, us kids and parents and adults. And um, everybody said, yeah, I saw, yeah, yeah. I went in there and, you know, you know, you know, pay my respects to Grandma Lou. So my dumbass, I say, hey, bit mouth, I'm gonna go in there, man. I'm gonna go in there, man. It's hot. I'm thirsty, bro. I want something, you know, you know, just acting like a like a stupid ass nigga, little nigga. So he said, hey, Tay, I don't think you're ready for that. And I was like, what you talking about, man? Like, bro, I want some juice. But he said, bro, it's dead bodies in there. I said, so I ain't scared of no dead body. I seen dead body on TV, you know, you know, movies and shit like that. He said, hey, Tay, you ain't ready for that yet. Man, I said, come on, man, I'm ready, bro. Take me in uh. So we <laughs> so we go in the funeral home, right? And, you know, when you, first, when you first walk in the funeral home, it was a lady in the front desk. And she asked my dad, she was like, is he okay with seeing people in coffins and stuff? And he was like, look, if he didn't even answer the question, I said, yes, man, I am. I ain't scared of nothing. Man, we walked in the hallway. He walked, and my grandma, Lou was in the first room, like in the second room or something like that. I, I can't recall. No, she was in the first room before you turned make, turn up, made the left turn to the hallway. So as, as soon as I go, as soon as I go um, in the room, it's, see, they had two commas in the room. My grandma, Lou's clothes, and um, it was another person on the right, on the, on the left-hand side, and he had an open, he had an open casket. So, man, I turned my head, 
and saw that nigga, man, saw that nigga in the coffin. Y'all, I ran so fast, nigga, you thought I was Carl Lewis. Usain Boat. Person Harvin Ray, I fucking ran. Been out trying to grab me and shit. I ran out. I said, hey, get off me. Get off me. I ran out. And then he, he laughing and shit. Till I told you, little nigga, you ain't ready for that shit. You ain't ready for that shit. <laughs> like, yeah, he, like, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to see no dead body, man. He, he was right. Um, Man, my dad always told me, you're not ready, bro. You're not ready. Yes, I am. So, I remember, um, he's going to the barber shop. Um, over on the east side. And, um, this is my dad had the Ford Explorer. It was a black Ford Explorer. Um, I think the inside was, yeah, all black. Um, inside it was like beige, like a cream color. And I remember he had some alcohol by the radio. But me, I thought it was juice. So, um, <laughs> I was like, uh, man, man, I'm thirsty as heck, bro. Look, hey, let me get some of that right there. He said, oh, uh-uh, Teddy, that's too strong for you, man. That's too strong for you. I said, come on, man. I'm thirsty, bro. It's juice. I, it, it was some type of alcohol. I think it looked, like, it looked like apple juice, so I thought it was apple juice. So I was like, man, I'm thirsty, bro. I'm thirsty. And um, he was like, man, no, nah, I tell you, it's too strong for you, bro. It's too strong for you. I said, man, let me get some. He said, all right, drink it then. So my my dumb ass took a big ass gulp of that alcohol, and that shit burnt my motherfucking chest so fucking hard that it felt like I drunk some damn death. I'm coughing and shit. And <laughs> that nigga laughing at me, man. So I told you, nigga, that shit too strong for you, nigga. <laughs> like these are so many memories, man. I can go all fucking night with this, but. Yes, my dad, I mean, my dad had me watching state property. Like, he, he, see, my childhood, my dad, he really didn't want me to watch cartoons because cartoons kind of put an image in your head that the world's so good. But he made me watch, like, Scarface. And I'm, I'm like seven, eight years old. Scarface, state property, um, baller blocking with cash money, uh, menace in society. And every time we watch, every time we watch like a no, no matter of fact, the wire, um, Oz, the little prison show, like my dad made me watch so much like real life shit. It made no goddamn sense. And it, I remember every time I be in the room watching fucking Dragon Ball season shit. He be like, "Hey Tay, hey Tay, come up here and watch TV with me." So I go to watch TV with him. It was always some damn mafia type of shooting ass shit. And I remember he always, he during the movie, he always explained why this person got shot, was snitching. I mean, I don't care about snitching, but I'm saying like he always gave me like the run around what's going on. Why this person like, say like it's some like when uh, Beanie Single got shot on state property. He he explained why. He got shot on state property. Uh, when I when I seen Kane on Minister Society get shot, I said, "Why well, he got shot? Because he beat up a dude, and the dude couldn't take the ass up, and so the dude shot him. You know, it just and he plus he fucked his cousin, and you know stuff like that. And you know, my dad always explained to me like, it's always consequences to stuff you do. So the older I got. See me and my me and like me and my dad, we never the only thing we probably never talked about 
was sex because he said, hey, I'm not going to talk about sex with you. That's something that you got to learn on your own. And I did learn sex on my own. But my dad, he always taught me the rules of life. He said, make sure you always have a job. Always know how to defend yourself. As I remember, that's the most important thing is defending yourself. When the first time I got my ass whooped by a boy, he just whooped my ass. I, I like I didn't fight back or nothing like that. So, the boy whooped my ass. I went home and told Big Mouth, "Hey, I got my ass whooped." And the first thing he said was, "Did you fight back?" I said, "No, sir, I did not." He said, "Okay, tomorrow." First thing when you get to school, knock the nigga jaw loose. And me being a young, I'm like, huh? He said, no, knock that nigga jaw loose. And I remember I said, what you mean knock his jaw loose? This nigga showed, he had, he, this nigga showed me um, Mike Tyson. And he said, beat nigga ass like that. I said, okay. So, I went to school that next day. That boy who whooped my ass in recess, I whooped his ass. And I beat the shit out of his ass. He said beat his ass like Mike Tyson, so I did that. So, you know, I'm in the office and everything. You know, the principal called my dad. He said, uh, Nazi got in a fight. And my dad, he, he cut the principal off and said, I know. I told him to beat the boy ass. How many days he got? Oh, okay. He got five days suspension. Okay. I pick. I'm on the way to pick him up. One thing I've never, I never, in my time fighting in elementary and middle school, I never got in trouble for fighting because my dad knew that I don't start stuff. I finish stuff. <laughs> like he knew that I, what type of cat I was. But yeah, my dad. I mean, every time I got in the fight, my dad he had to ask no. He had to ask no questions. Oh, did you win? He know that I was about that shit. Um, I think the only time he got mad at me is when I fought in the football game and that kind of fucked up my scholarships. But anyway, I'm saying, you know, any parent get mad about that. But I don't know, my my dad, he, he really taught me, you know, you know, like I said, defend my defending myself, um, not taking shit from nobody. He always told me, Don't let nobody punk you. No matter what age, don't let no nigga punk you. And not and to this day, I don't let no nigga punk me. He said, don't let a fucking female talk to you crazy. I don't let a female talk to me crazy. He always say, when you talk to an elder, say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, sir, yes. No, sir, yes, sir. It's crazy that to this day, when I see an older person, they say, I say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Oh, my God, you're so polite. Your parents raised you right. Oh, your parents was, you know, you had some good parents, but that's, and I always say thank you, you know, thank you and everything. My dad taught me all that stuff. They said, wow, your dad, you know, your dad was, you know, your mom and dad was some good. They raised you right. If you ask any elder person that knows me, they'll say Dante is the most polite motherfucker in the world. I am. My dad, he was polite to old people. As a kid, see him, how he talked to old people and how he talked to people. That's how I talk to people. Trust me, I seen my dad 
be nice. I see my dad be a, a, a raging bull at the fucking cage. And that's why, why when niggas meet me and everything, like, my dad, he didn't have that many friends. Me? I don't have that many friends. But a lot of people respected him. A lot of people respected him. A lot of people respect me. It's just my dad really taught me the rules of the game. Like, he taught me how to work hard. He taught me how to not take. I'm like I said, he, he taught me a lot of shit. Basically, I'm just like him in a younger form. To me, since he died, I feel like he's part of me now. You know, if it, it feels like he's in my body and he talks to me. It might it might sound crazy, but I feel like he's my guardian angel. Um, but since he passed, man, you know, a lot. You know, it's crazy that people that don't even know me at my job reached out more than my own family did. Like I said, when people reached out to me, man, all of my two cousins, I mean, and Hassan. Reached out to me, like that. That really um opened my eyes because you know one thing about death, people will show you their true colors. Like I said, only two people reached out to me. I mean, not two people, but on my dad's side. But my mom, you know, my grandma, my auntie on my on my mom's side, and everything reached out to me. But yeah. And then another thing, y'all, I did not go to my dad's funeral. I didn't. And, you know, I know you, you hear that saying, damn, Dante, you didn't go to your dad's funeral. I'm like, yeah, I didn't. And, you know, I have many reasons why I didn't do it. Um, Myself. Right now, um, I'm in a bad situation right now, and I'm not going to say all that, but I'm, I'm in a difficult situation right now. And on top of that, um, what my dad told me, I'm going to abide by the rules what he told me, what he told me not to do, what, what to do. But me, honestly, I couldn't see my dad in that coffin, man. I couldn't. I me like when my granddad passed a few years ago. I didn't go to his funeral, but me with funerals, I I hate funerals. I really do. You know, seeing your loved one that you grew up with, that was close with, cried with, laughed with, be in a fucking coffin, and they don't have no blood in them. They're not moving. Skin looking different. You know, just look, you know, it's, I couldn't see my dad in the, in the coffin, man. I couldn't. And some people don't understand that. And on top of that, it's a pandemic, man. It's a pandemic. I got, I got a son. You know, every day, 
I try my best to protect them from this shit. COVID, you understand, y'all. I didn't go. It's it's three reasons why I didn't go. The first reason was what my dad told me. He said, well, no matter what happens, stay home. Take care of your son and protect him from the shit. The second reason was I couldn't see my dad in the coffin. I couldn't see, I didn't want to see my dad not have no blood in him. I didn't want to see him cold. I didn't want to see him lifeless. You know, somebody, especially somebody you laugh with, cry with, you know, memories with. I, I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to remember my dad in the coffin. And third, I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel, you know, no fake love and nothing like that. I didn't want to see all that. I didn't want to do all that fake love and everything. Oh, we got you, this and that, this and that. You know, you know how people are. You know, and, you know, me not going to the funeral. There's a lot of people that in his family is upset with me. You know, I saw niggas true colors when my dad died. And it, and it really opened my eyes. Um, you know, there have been certain type of people that been talking that shit, saying I ain't shit. I'm disrespectful. I didn't care about my dad. You know, you know how the bullshit is. And I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it right now. And I don't give a fuck. If y'all niggas get upset. First of all, my whole thing is, why the fuck my name is in y'all mouth? That's the real question. My fucking dad passed away. My dad died from COVID. You know, I felt like this whole situation is about my damn dad passing and send him send him home the right way. You know, I, and my whole lifetime, my whole time my dad been alive, I never witnessed this so much hate from my family. I mean, my, my sorry, from his family. They're, they're not my family no more. His family. You know, niggas texting my phone. Oh, you ain't shit. Oh, you you gonna disrespect his mom and dad like that? You gonna disrespect, you gonna disrespect Big Mouth like that? This and that. First of all, how the fuck did you get my number? You know how, how the fuck did you even like who gave who? I mean, I know I know who gave my number out because first of all, I I don't have the same number when I say in Jacksonville. I got a whole different Orlando number. You know how you know nobody has my number like that on the side on the side of the family. So that's the whole thing, and you know people throwing dirt on my fucking name. Like first of all, like I said before, my dad passed away. This is the not why is my name being brought up? You know it was one person that I fucking trusted since I was a little kid. He ran. He, we know he ran around. You know, you know he ran around and, you know, talking like a bitch. You know, me. 
I hate when people see this is why I hate death because death, you know, like I said before, death brings out a nigga's true colors. You know, and first of all, you know, my whole thing is I lost my dad. People didn't reach out to me and his family, really. All people that reached out was um, my cousin. My, my two, two of his cousins reached out to me. Two of his cousins reached out to me. And that's, I mean, half of his family followed me on Facebook, on Twitter. Ain't nobody hit me up on, on Messenger or nothing. Like, nobody didn't hit me up. Like, come on, man. And people know me, and, and people know they follow me on Facebook. I'm a, I'm active on Facebook. I'm always posting some crazy shit on Facebook, and nobody did not reach out to me. So, but my little brother called me, my middle brother. Oh, but Dante, I've been getting calls from family all fucking day. How many calls you got? <laughs> Two. How you talked to uh, such and such? Nah, he ain't hit me up. Oh damn! Like yeah, like that really shows me that I'm an outsider. I was I was an outsider the whole time, and you know, like to be friends with y'all, I don't, you know, me and his family don't fuck with each other like that. I don't know why. I mean, I know why, but <laughs> like I said, I don't care. At the end of the day, my dad passed away, and y'all motherfuckers are upset that. You know, I'm not, I ain't come to the funeral. Y'all motherfuckers don't understand. It's a pandemic out here. And most of my family, they stay, I mean, most of his family stay in Florida. And everybody I know, Florida is the COVID state. You know, y'all motherfuckers don't understand what I'm going through. Y'all don't know what the fuck I'm dealing with right now. And y'all niggas worry about... I'm not showing up to a funeral. At the end of the day, I talked to my dad before he fucking he, before he passed away, and I'm gonna listen what he fucking said. Y'all motherfuckers do not control me. I'm a grown ass man. All the people that fucking control me is my mom and my motherfucking dad. Like y'all, y'all don't understand. This person that was telling people all this shit, I trusted this nigga. I trusted this nigga. This nigga was a role model to me. A fucking role model. And you go out here and talk behind my motherfucking back and telling people what's going on between you and me. And you go around here. Fuck it, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it. My uncle. I trusted my fucking uncle. I did. I loved my fucking uncle. I did. He go around here tell the other motherfuckers what's going what's going on between me and him. Talking like a fucking female. Out here just oh Dante this Dante Dante bitch you tell you tell them fucking lies. You out here saying that I ain't love I ain't love my dad. I ain't care about him. I'm selfish. This and that. You got niggas you look, you giving niggas my phone number, texting my motherfucking phone, talking about something, oh I'm this, I'm a bitch ass nigga, this and all this. Like that look, that crossed the fucking line. 
That's crossing the line. Like I told y'all, when somebody do something dirty to me, I don't give a fuck who you are. You can be my fucking uncle. I don't give a fuck. My favorite fucking basketball player. I don't give a fuck. Once you cross that line, and once you tell the people our fucking business, nigga, we ain't family no more. I don't like that shit. I'm not 14 years old. I'm not no little boy. I'm a grown-ass man. And I don't give a fuck how you feel about it. You out here talking about, oh, I, I ain't reached out to your mom and dad. I ain't reached out to this person. For what, nigga? For what? When last time I talked to your fucking parents? Huh? When last time I talked to your fucking parents? Your parents has not done shit for me since I stopped playing ball and I went to college. You nigga, you ain't do shit for me when I was in college and none of that stuff. When I when football got took what took away from me, you that's when you start talking to me, nigga. And the only reason why you talk to me a little bit because my dad. See, since niggas wanna tell my our business, look, I got a fucking fucking platform. I can look. I can say what the fuck I want to say on my platform. So since your bitch ass is out here speaking on my fucking name, I'm going to speak on you. I ain't going to say your name because I ain't going to get you famous and shit. But I'm going to speak on your name. So let me tell you what happened. So when my dad passed, I said I found out from my other uncle. Me and my other, see, I got two uncles. I'm cool with one. I'm not cool with the other one. The one that caught me, I'm cool with him, so it's not beloved with you, Bach. But the other one, I ain't, he ain't my uncle no more. Fuck that nigga. But anyway, he hit me up on Messenger, and he was like, oh, you ain't reached out to nobody and nothing. Nigga, who the fuck you talking to? See, me, I, you know, I let it slide. So I said, what's up, um, blah, blah, blah. I forgot. I, I, shit, I blocked his ass on Messenger and everything, so I can't remember what he said. And he was like, um, I said, what's your number? No, he said, you ain't reached out to nobody. What's your number? He ain't say, hey, nephew, or nothing. He just said, basically, he's talking like, like I'm a damn crack kid or something. So, you know, after I got done talking to my uh, my one of my cousins, I called him, and, you know, he said, hey, I said, what's up? He said, yeah, Big Mouth died. Nah, nigga, duh, he, duh. Like, nigga, I know. It's been it's been a few days. I, duh, 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 nigga. And then he was like, yeah, you know, Big Mouth died, and this and that, and, you know, um, you know, this and that. So what you going to do? I said, nah, I'm not going to defend- before I even got the whole sentence, the whole sentence out my mouth, he got mad and said, "Fuck your job." I said, "Nigga, what?" No, no, he said, "Fuck your job," and he said, "Bitmouth died." I said, "I know that," and I started talking. And then he hung up my face. I don't give a fuck who you is. You hang up my face. You a bitch. I don't. I cut you off. So when he hung up my face, I called him back. He didn't pick up the phone. So I called my I called 
my um grandma, and he's steady on calling my phone back to back, back to back. So I text him and say, hey, um, I'm on the phone with my grandma. So, you know, I had you back. So the thing he texts back and said, oh, you scared to answer the phone? Scared to answer the phone? Who the fuck you supposed to be? This nigga caught my phone 20 straight times. And I'm on the phone with my grandma. So, you know, I ain't, you know, I ain't go back and forth with him. I said, wow, you going to disrespect me like that, bro? Like, you know, it's all good. You know, blah, blah, blah. See you when I see you. Bye. So I'm thinking it's over. So, um, next day I get a fucking text from some nigga. I don't, some, one of, somebody in my family texts me from a 904 number. And, um, he talking that shit. You know, he's saying, yo, he's, he's talking that big shit to cuz, to big cuz, all that stuff, big mouth dip, you know, all your, your dad did for you and everything. You ain't reached out to, um, you know, you know, to your, to your, um, uh, to his parents and all that stuff. And so I responded back, said, uh, who the fuck is this? He wants answers. So I said, boy, y'all niggas like torsos. Y'all follow what, what, what another nigga say. And that's all I said. So I, I kept on getting multiple calls from different numbers from Jacksonville. Um, you know, Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa. I was getting like different calls. I answered the phone. So I forgot that. Some some people from his family follow me on Facebook and all the sweet and stuff. So they called me from different numbers and, you know, they ran they ran back to my mama and mama said, Hey, Dante, I told you not to do all that stuff, so I took that stuff down. So I took that stuff I took all the tweets and everything down. But I'm just saying, you know, people talking shit to me, but once I fire back, it's a fucking problem. Like I said, y'all. I don't give a fuck what they think of me. I don't give a damn at the end of the day. Like I said, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm not a little boy. And I want to be respected as a man. But when my uncle did all this bullshit and, you know, telling people what's going on and shit like that, it really opened my eyes to, like, it's some real fake-ass niggas in the family. Like, I don't... Me, when we got into it that night, I, I only people I told was my people. I ain't go around telling. I, I told people in my household. I told my middle brother and my mom. This nigga go around telling the whole fucking world. Talk, telling his parents. Like, bro, listen to me loud and clear. I don't give a fuck what you got to say and what you thinking and stuff. At the end of the day, we lost somebody. I lost my dad. You lost your brother. My whole thing is, when my dad was alive, you never talked to me like this. You never you never came at me like a bitch. You never did. We had a great relationship, my nigga. We did. I don't know what this notion is that you saying, telling people I'm soft as fucking shit. Like, bro, you don't know who the fuck I am. You know me by seeing me on holidays and Thanksgiving, Christmas and shit. You don't know who the fuck Dante Collins is. You don't. Like, my whole time, I respect you, my nigga. You was a role model to me, nigga. You was. You was a role model. But over time, I saw your true colors, my nigga.
to be frank with you. You need to worry about your family. Worry about what you got going on in your fucking household. At the end of the day, I thought we was family, but apparently we was not. And the other niggas that's following you and kissing your ass and shit. Hey, I don't got I really don't give a fuck. At the end of the day, y'all grown ass niggas, y'all 40 something years old, y'all acting like fucking kids, bro. Matter of fact, I shouldn't even be on this damn podcast talking about this shit, but hey, I get paid to do podcasts. So well, the one thing that I do good is talk shit and, and talk about drama. Like, if my dad was alive, you would never talk to me like this. Like I said, at the funeral and everything, you did a good job talking and stuff. I appreciate you talking on my dad's behalf. But with me and you, that bridge is burnt, my nigga. You're not, we're not family no more. Fuck you. Nigga, you've you been trying to call me from different numbers and shit, nigga. Fuck you. I'm not answering your fucking call. And I know you're listening right now, and I know you like, fuck the nigga today. Like I said, in the, the day, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm not, I'm not a fucking little boy. I'm not 14-year-old Dante. I am... 24-year-old Dante. I'm a grown man. Like I said, I don't say it again. We is not cool. And there's nothing we can do to fix this, my nigga. Once you cross that fucking line, once you burn that fucking bridge, my nigga, it's burnt. It's no fucking repairing. I just can't believe how you just came at me. I can't believe how you just came to other niggas our business niggas called my motherfucking phone with bullshit on private ID but private caller ID and all that the only thing I do was talk my nigga you saying fuck my job what the fuck nigga this and that this and that like nigga you had never ever talked to me like that in a day in your motherfucking life and you talking to me at a time like this and my dad gone nigga I don't say it again. Fuck you. And you can you can tell my mom why you want. I don't give a fuck. Like, fuck you, nigga. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm to a point in my life, man, I've been cutting family members off every fucking day, blocking motherfuckers, because I don't got time to beef with family, bro. I don't. Like these niggas are don't respect me. Niggas think I'm soft. People like people. The one thing I hate about niggas people they think I'm fucking soft. They think I'm some soft ass bitch ass pie ass nigga. I'm not. Like y'all y'all don't fucking know who the fuck I am. No, I never been in the hood. No, I never shot guns. No, no. But one thing about Dante, I love to knuckle up. I love that shit. I love to fucking knuckle up. And all y'all niggas in the family want to talk that shit to me. And I'm, I'm saying, y'all, y'all understand what the shit I've been going through for the past two fucking months with these motherfuckers. It's a reason why I don't talk to people on, on my dad's family. It's, it's a reason. I don't cut people off for no fucking reason. 
Once you wrong me, you do me dirty, you don't talk to me, if you don't check on me, I don't fuck with you. Like, for real, like, like, people don't understand. I'm a different type of nigga, man. I don't be out here fake kicking and doing all that shit. Once I'm in a fucking situation and I count on you to be there for me, if you're not fucking there, fuck you. You can go to hell or I fucking care. Once I got a once I got to college and saw how everybody else was taking care of my middle brother, giving money, doing uh letters and shit for him for scholarships and shit and all that shit and everybody and how my dad's people was doing everything for my middle brother and my baby brother. Like I said, the only stuff I I mean Christmas I mean Christmas and stuff like that as a little kid and. Birth, you know, people always, people in my family don't even say happy birthday to me, bro. And, and, and my dad's family don't say happy birthday to you. Uh, bro, I can't talk. I'm so fucking mad. But anyway, it's crazy how people don't say happy birthday. It's, it's crazy that people I haven't seen in five, ten years that I went to school with say happy birthday, say. Like, it, it's it's the small things, bro. It's the small things. Like I said, me not going to the funeral, it, it rubbed people in something the wrong way. And I don't give a fuck. I really don't care. Because at the end of the day, y'all don't know what happened between me and my dad. Y'all don't understand the conversation we had. The, the understanding we had. Y'all don't understand that. Y'all here, and then y'all, I'm saying, y'all worry about me going to a fucking funeral? Y'all worry about me not showing up? But y'all, But y'all don't give a damn what the fuck. I got going on. Like I said, only two of my cousins from my dad's side called me and we had a conversation. They called me. And they've been checking on me every fucking day. And I appreciate the people that reached out to me. And it's crazy that when my job found out my dad passed away. And me, I'm not a racist person, but I don't really hang out with white people like that. These white people at my job, they, dog, it felt like, it felt like my family, my family, it felt like there was my family, man. I, everybody gave me hugs. Everybody, I'm sorry, man. Like, for real, like, my coworkers who I work with five days a week showed me love, more love than my own dad's family. And I'm the fucking oldest. The oldest. So these kids know me since I was... These people know me since I was a little kid. When I was shitting on myself. Peeing on myself. Running around. Toddler. These people saw me how I grew up. They saw me grow up from a toddler to a fucking man. And these people didn't reach out to me. And once... Even once I got older, this communication broke... Like I said, it's some personal things that happened between me and his dad. I'm not gonna talk about that. That's I'm never gonna talk about that. But it's just, bro. Like I'm very I hold grudges. I need to work on that. But like I said, to the day I fucking die, I will always hold grudges. Like I said before, if you did me dirty, I don't fuck with you no more. At the end of the day. 
my used to be uncle. I thought he was a real nigga. He didn't, he not a real nigga. I can't associate. I, I can't be around pussy ass, hoe ass niggas, man. And on top of that, you're lying. What, what you lying my damn name, nigga? I don't fuck with you. And I don't give a fuck if you if you listen to this. I don't give a fuck. Nosy motherfucker, you just nosy as fuck. Mind your fucking business, nigga. Worry about your two nephews, don't worry about me. And I would never, ever talk to your whole ass ever again. And I put that on my fucking dad, nigga. And the other niggas you got, your little toy, your little toy soldiers, they can kiss my fucking ass. And mind they fucking business, worry about they fucking families. But anyway, I'm done with them with that bitch ass nigga. I'm done with your ass. I'm done. I don't tell you what I said. I'm done with you. So, in a picture you got me in the house, throw that shit away. Fuck you, nigga. You never did shit for me. Yeah, you paid for my fo- my football training. I appreciate, but you were trying to benefit from that, nigga. Because you thought I was going pro. You thought I was, yeah. So, anyway, fuck you. You're not my uncle no more. If you got a problem with it, kiss my motherfucking ass. All right. Sorry about that little rant. I'm just getting, y'all, I'm just getting my feelings out. But, y'all, cherish your parents, man. Cherish them, man, because you don't know when your parents going to go. I know I see people talk crazy to their parents, and I hate you, hope you die. Like, me and my dad, we had a couple, you know, altercations, man, because, you know, me growing up in high school, you smell your balls, you, you're going through puberty and everything, you, you're thinking you're all that, and I said her for thanks to my dad, but I'm glad that before he died, we was good, we was good, we was good, me and my dad had a great relationship, Um, like I said, cherish our parents, man, this COVID shit is real, I mean, I always thought, you know, me in every episode, you know, I always say, you know, mask up, wash your hands, protect yourself. But, man, this COVID shit real, man. And, you know, me working at the hospital. Um, you know, you see people die from COVID every fucking day. You see people crying. You see people, they're crying at the heart center and everything. Y'all, like, this COVID... Now, I'm not saying get the... um. The shot or nothing like that because I I'm kind of scared you know I'm kind of you know kind of I don't know the 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 COVID shot you know me I'm I'm all about you know studying something before I put it in my body but like I said I'm not saying get vaccinated but shit, some people have been has been fully vaccinated and they died from COVID so basically it's a corn flip um. Y'all, just be smart about this shit, man. It's COVID. Once you get that COVID, man, it's it's a fifty. It's a basically like a a coin flip. You gonna die? or You gonna survive? And like I said, people say I'm young. You know my my immune system good. You don't know your immune system good. Once that COVID get in your body, man, it can determine a lot of things. I didn't see people, you know, get past it. I didn't see people be, you know, can't walk for a few weeks. 
I've seen people, you know, you know, it's just this COVID shit is not going nowhere. I think we lost what almost I mean, I don't know the numbers, but we lost I think we lost over a million people, I think. Yeah, it's just this COVID shit real, man. Like I said, y'all need to if you if your parents are still breathing and living on this goddamn earth, man, call your parents, man. Like I said, before my dad died, you know, we talk every week on Family FaceTime, man. You know, now I now I know how it feels to lose I lose a parent, man. Just losing a parent is hard, bro. Like I'm still not over this shit. I'm I'm still not over. Um, I'm still not over it, man. Like I said, it'd be some days when I'm thinking about my dad, I'd be like, damn. Like I just be like, I shut down. I block the whole world out, and I'd be like, damn. You know, and watching my dad's funeral on Facebook Live, you know, seeing, you know, his family there and my family there, people crying and, you know, the guys up there, you know, saying their stories about my dad, man. It just really, really shit. It sent like a shockwave through my body, man. Like, damn, my dad is gone. I can't call him. I can't check on him. I can't, you know, I can't, you know, I can't talk to him. That's that's the most important thing. You just can't when you feel like me, like when I'm feeling sad or feeling down or when something good happens, something bad happens. I can't call my dad and say, "Hey, what should I do? Hey, what what should I, you know, do?" It's like I said, my dad he always gave me advice. He always said, "Dante, well, no matter what you do, I'm always gonna have your back," and he always did that. It's like now, like, damn. And sometimes, in and now, you know, the memories I have, and every time I think about them, I'm like, damn, what, you know? Like, I wanted my dad to be proud of me. I wanted my dad to be there on the NFL draft and I get drafted. You know, I, I wanted I wanted to make, I really wanted to make the NFL for my dad. I wanted to play professional ball for my dad. Because he, you know, I said he spent his whole life busting his ass, making sure me and my brothers was straight, made sure that we, you know, we was good. And I just wanted to repay him. And he always said, Tay, I don't care about that. But me, I I felt like I could have, you know, I want I wanted to buy him his dream car. He wanted a fucking red fucking pickup truck. You know, he wanted a red pickup truck, so like a, a like a four, like a four three fifty. You know, F one F one three. No, I can't even say it. F three fifty or some shit. But he always wanted. You know, he always wanted a a, a, a truck. You know, he always. I, I I look the crazy thing about it. You know, I never bought my dad nothing for Christmas because I was always broke. Like I just want I just wanted to just make my dad proud and take care of my dad. I always want to do that. And, you know, he always told me to do this. He always told me to do that. But I was so hard-headed. But, I mean, I listen to him most of the time. But it's just him being gone, man. It's like, damn, I wish I'd have made it in the field. So, he's, like, my dad, I feel like I want to see my dad. My dad wanted to see me play football for in the NFL or some shit or overseas. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, damn. Like, you know, I'm talking crazy right now, but it's just like, damn, I, I just want to take care of my parents. You know, 
I want to put, you know, I want to, I want to buy my house. I want them, you know, and that the main reason why I want to go to NFL so I can help him with his kidneys and everything. And like, I put so much time in football for him. Like I would do the whole time. Me not quitting on football is because of bit mouth. I want, I want him to see me play ball. You know, he was always out there in them practices, high school games. Like, he always supported me, man. I wanted just to give him the love back. I know money don't, you know, buy love, but I just wanted to just show my dad that I appreciate him and thank him that he put football in my life. You know, um, like I said, I'm I'm still going to. I'm never going to let nobody say his name in vain. Um, I'm always going to talk about my dad, things he used to say to me, things he used to do. I'm always going to talk about the memories. I, I got so many memories, man. I got so many memories. Like, damn, I I just wish I can get this one more conversation with him. I, I wish I could just see him. Like, the last time I seen my dad is when I moved up here to South Carolina. And that was almost three years ago. Before I left Florida, I was living with my parents. I told, you know, I told my dad, I said, man, I love you, man. He said, hey, man, be safe out there, man. Take care of your family. I said, yes, sir, man, I love you, man. See you again, man. Now my dad's gone. Like I said before, at least I get to, I got to talk to him for 45 minutes. And, you know... When I talked to him, man, I didn't think that was going to be my last conversation with my dad. And the crazy thing about it, Ben Mount was just enjoying life. He was working He was working at Disney. He was making good money. He was living life. Orlando, he, he got his dream house. He, my, my dad was just beginning to live life. And I don't think they've been at the house since they moved in the house. I don't think they've been there for a decade yet. But I don't know, man. Y'all like I know he would. I know he would want me to keep doing this podcast. Like it was to a point, man. I I was gonna give up this podcasting shit, man. I was. When my dad died on August the twenty fourth, nigga. Like I I didn't want to do this podcast no more. Like I questioned. Like damn. Like I didn't have no energy. Y'all, like, when my dad died, I had to focus. I had to find myself. At one point, I forgot who the fuck I was. Y'all, like, I literally almost gave, almost turned, I almost said, fuck podcast, I'm done. Like, y'all, like, you understand, if you ain't lost a parent, that shit can fuck with your mind. You know how when football, when people tear ACLs, it's a mental thing? When you use a parent, it's a mental thing. It fucks your mind. Y'all, like, a few weeks, man. But I said, after my dad died, no situation happened. I was like, Lord Jesus. Like, you know, it's just like, I was, I was in a fucking storm, man. I was through. I was in the storm, man. But I had to pray to God and say, "Damn, God, help me." Me, I'm not holy. No, I'm not a church person. No, I'm not a Bible thumper. 
But when times get hard, man, I pray, man. I pray my ass off. I don't know. Just, I had a dream. I was talking to my dad. He said, don't give up what you're doing. You know, it, it's crazy, man. I be having dreams about this nigga, man. I feel like he's there. And then I wake I swear to God, one night I was asleep. And then I saw that nigga spirit in the fucking room with me. I put this on. I put this on, on everything I love. He was sit. Look, I was asleep. It was dark. It was like a, you know, it was dark. And um, you know, I woke up in the middle. Now I was waking up in the middle of the night. And I swear to God, I saw his ass sitting on a damn chair, legs folded, with a white shirt, black uh basketball shorts, with his little thong flip flops, and he was looking at me. He was looking at me. He had his legs crossed and just, and just looking at me. And me, I'm, 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 I'm looking at the chair, the spirit. I'm rubbing my eyes. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I, I thought I was dreaming, but my dad, I saw my dad's spirit, and I put on, I put on everything I love. I never believe in spirits, but I see my dad's spirit, so I know my dad. Shit, he probably sitting next to me in the car right now. Listen to my podcast right now. <laughs> like, y'all, God is real. Spirits is real. But, um, yeah, man. Like I said, cherish your parents, man. You don't know when your parents going to leave. You don't know when you're going to leave your parents. But, y'all, come on, y'all. Like, y'all take this COVID shit serious, man. If you're going to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. If you're not, just protect yourself. I hate seeing people around, especially in South Carolina. I hate seeing these people out here not giving a fuck about other people. Oh, COVID. Oh, good fuck. I get sick. I get sick. Oh, I got COVID. Like, you understand? At my job, these people will call you to that. Look, I, you know, I do valet. I go up to the car. <clears throat> that guy be having my mask on. Oh, I have COVID. I need to get tested. These motherfuckers don't have no mask on. They take and then they call you to the car. You not knowing. Oh, I got COVID. Where can I go to at? Like, where, where can I go at? Like these people here are ignorant as fuck. Like people here, a good seventy percent of these people. No, I say I say eighty. Do not care about COVID. They think it's fake. They think dog. This COVID shit is real. I think like some of my coworkers had COVID. Y'all, COVID is real. Is that no play play? Y'all, y'all out here just living life and oh you know, if I get COVID, I get COVID. Like, man, y'all understand this COVID shit is real, y'all. Like, I don't know what I said. It took my dad. My dad is gone because COVID got to him, got in the system. My whole family had COVID. See, it's funny how COVID changed things. COVID can COVID can really humble you, man. COVID has really humbled me. It has. So all I say is keep, man, wash your hands, keep wearing your mask, and be smart out here, man. 
is life is more than going out and having fun, drinking, fucking everybody. And like life, to me, life is precious, man. I don't want to live a long ass time. And like I said, I have a son looking up to me and I need to protect him from COVID. Because if my son get COVID, that means I failed as a parent. So, y'all, if you got kids, uh, your parents are still here, man. Protect them from this shit, man. Like, mask up, man. Like, like you don't want to lose a parent to COVID, man. That's the worst feeling in the world. I'd rather lose somebody by natural causes, but COVID, a pandemic, like, the Black Plague and Black Death and Chicken Pots and all that other shit. You know, back in that time, it took a long time for them to get vaccines. Now we get COVID. It's a vaccine already. So I, me, um, me getting the vaccine, I'm still I'm still on the fence. So my dad, he told me not to get it, even though he he had it. He t- I mean, he, I said, man, I might get the vaccine. He said, Tay, man, don't get that shit. Don't get that shit, Tay. But I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence with it, man. Like. My, I'm on the fence with it, man. Like I said, today at work, I seen people getting the COVID shot. And I'm like, man, these booster shots. I don't know. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just, you putting shit in the body you don't know about. They're just saying it's a COVID, it's a COVID shot. But I didn't see people pass out from it. I didn't see people react to it crazy. Like me, I don't want to put something in my body that I don't know. But I'm on the fence with it. So I don't know what I'm going to do about it. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I said, if I don't get the vaccine, I don't. <sighs> it's just now they're talking about the job that you have to get COVID. I mean, you have, you have to get the COVID shot. And a lot of people say, a lot of people is really on the fence saying, hey, they, if my job forces us to get this COVID shot, they're going to quit the job. <laughs> like, me, I don't know. I'm not gonna quit no job because you know. I mean, I'm me. Uh, I'm a different type of nigga, man. If it's for is if I if I had to get the COVID shot to keep my motherfucking job and still bringing money and you know money in my household, I'll mean, take that L and, and get the fucking COVID shot. Like I said, if it was just me by myself and they had no son and stuff like that, um, shit, I'll do it, but. I got to think about other people. I got to think about other people than myself. I mean, like I said, if you have kids, you got to think about them. The kids are first. So I know if I get fired, it's going to take me a long time to get a job somewhere else. So um, me getting the vaccine, I don't know. I'm on the fence. But if I have to get it, then I, I mean, shit, you go to the military, you got to get it anyway. So, you, gonna, you know, it all depends. But... I'll say it again. Y'all, please take this COVID shit serious. It's real. It's not fake. It's, you know, these hospitals, I don't know what the fuck they doing. Are they, are they, you know, I'm hearing stories that they killing people on purpose to get the COVID money. It's just so many theories and so many allegations on this shit. And in my eyes opinion, this shit was put here for a reason. You know, population control, and you know, I, I have my beliefs. People believe the same thing I believe in, but I just hope this shit is over. 
But I think it's far from over. I think this is a new norm. I think we're going to wear a mask for the rest of our fucking lives. I think you're going to be fucking a hundred million fucking booster shots in the near future. Uh, it's just the world, it feels like the world is coming to an end. So, yeah. So, in closing, um, Dad, if you're looking over me or you, you my guardian angel, I love you. Thank you for everything you've done for me. You're you're the best dad that a nigga always gonna have. Um, I will always represent you. I will always, you know, be a great father like you was to my son. I wish my son would have met. You know, you met my son a few times, but you know, I will always tell my son about how great his granddaddy was. How great of a man his granddaddy was. And I always will represent you in the best way. And I always will mention your name to any success that comes in my future. So I love you, man. I miss you. And just please, just please protect me from enemies, devils. Just protect my soul. Protect me. Help me be the best man I could be. And I know I never told you I loved you that much. I remember the last time I told you I loved you when you, the day you passed, the day the, the week before you passed. And I remember on Father's Day, um, I told you, man, I love you, man. I just I'm just happy that we, you know, before you passed away, we was on good terms. We, you know, I love you, man, and thank you for you know. Saving my life. Thank you for keeping me in sports. Thank you for keeping me off the streets. And just thank you for being real. Thank you for being a real ass nigga. I wish you could live two times, a billion times. But I will see you again. I don't know when, but I will see you again. I love you, Dad. But anyway, that's it for the episode. Um, look out for some more episodes. Um, your boy Dante Stevie J. Collins is back in full effect. And... um. I just hope y'all stick with me. And uh, the people that is sticking with me, I appreciate y'all. Please share my shit. Keep listening to my shit. Keep, you know, you know, sending me messages on Anchor or the podcast, Apple Podcast app. I really appreciate y'all, man. And, you know, like I said, we got to a thousand <coughs> listens. The next up is 2,000 listens, man. So um, I'm going to be applying pressure, man. You know, trying to, you know, send something out every week. Uh, your boy, I just had to take a little break, man. To get, you know, find myself again. And, you know, get back to my old self. Like I said, I'm almost there. But y'all, just be patient with me. And keep listening to my shit and keep supporting me, man. Like I said, like my boys, uh, Melvin, Zion, Sunday, um, everybody else listening to my shit. I appreciate it, man. And y'all keep supporting your boy. And the goal is to get this podcast you know, big, man. It's The goal is to get this shit on, you know, YouTube so y'all can see me, you know, talk and stuff. So you have to listen. You know, the goal, man, is just to help people, man. My goal is to be a vessel to people, man. Like, my goal is to save lives, be a, you know, give people advice, make people laugh, you know. 
like I said, it's gonna get big, man. I just need y'all to keep keep supporting me. But anyway, I'm finna go back in this room, play Fortnite until I go to sleep. And y'all, you know, y'all be safe out here. Like I said again, y'all protect yourself, mask up, wash your hands, buy you some Germex. Keep yourself safe. Keep your kids safe. Keep your family safe. And, all, and one one thing, before you put, before you get a shot to your body, do the research. But in a way, I love y'all, man. Y'all be safe, and stay tuned for more episodes from the Dante Stevie J Collins Show. I love y'all from the bottom of my motherfucking heart. Peace. And so fucking grease.